and welcome to this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 22nd of June. This week, Mike's going to tell you where you can pick your own fruit. Michael's got the science of board games, but to kick us off, I've got an interview with Anna, who is the director of Rounds, which is a part of Offbeat. Now, I know we talked a lot about Offbeat last week, but it's worth mentioning it again. It's still going on. It's on until Sunday. So this piece, Rounds, is following the paths of six junior doctors as they struggle to balance work and their personal lives. And I asked her about the reaction from the doctors watching the show. And what's the reaction been like from doctors? I was so I was so nervous in the first because uh, we did it we did the R and D process and we did a first showing at Southwark, which was kind of it was a full hour show but it was a little bit not scratchy I suppose it was it was kind of the first draft yeah um, and I and we had we had I think we had maybe ten ten or eleven junior doctors in and I was like oh my goodness gracious but we had um, we had two junior doctors in the room in the devising process uh, yeah. to make sure everything was pronounced correctly to kind of stop things and uh, stop us from ending up like a, an episode of Holby City almost. I, w- um, I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so all of the medical stuff that we do we, like we've made we've had to make absolutely sure it's completely accurate um, and they've been taught you know and also it's been great because we're we're a movement-based company so um, you know they teach us how to do a cardiac arrest in an actual like how it actually happens as opposed to on the TV, which is, and it's not crazy. It's not just running around people shouting. Mm. It's incredibly calm. Everybody does one thing. And you see these movements and you go, oh, wow, that's cool. Um, okay, how do we transfer this into, because we're talking about their home life and their work life, how can um, they be eating dinner and then the bleeping of a microwave suddenly turns into a cardiac arrest bleep and, they, and the movements take them into a cardiac arrest? So, because we've had that consultancy with the doctors, the doctor's response was really great. They said that, you know, they said they, they recognized every character, which was really great for us. Mm. Uh, they were really impressed that, by the way, there's a huge jargon scene and they were, like, they were really impressed that people could speak that because it sounds like a different language. Um, they've said that they would recommend any medical students to come see it. Um, and they said that it's really, it's accurate and it's moving and I think they're just surprised that we've done what we've done yeah um why does everyone go to go to see their like day job as a play at night <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I find it really interesting how so many doctors do stand-up comedy more so than any other profession i think but they make loads of jokes that only doctors get that's true but i think you have to have a certain sense of humor to deal with the mental pressures of being a doctor really yes do. well it's kind of a more academic form of gross out humor i think <laughs> Look what I pulled out of this guy. <laughs> Listen to the full interview on the Oxcast Extra to hear about the devising process, her favourite story from talking to doctors, and how the play has changed since the junior doctor strikes. Get full listings for Offbeat on our website. We've literally got all of them. All 50 plays are on our website, so have a peruse. Make sure to go to the old fire station on Thursday to see rounds. So, what I'm told is the event of the decade, there is an <laughs> IKEA being built slightly closer to Oxford. Yay! <laughs> uh, which is in Reading, and I'm told that's a very important thing. It and is a very important thing, Mike. You've never actually been to an IKEA, have you? I haven't, no. Shame <laughs> on you. <laughs> to many, it's a wood-panelled paradise. It is. Uh, smorgasbord of furniture. 
to celebrate the launch of the new Reading store, they are sailing a houseboat up and down the Thames, which you can go on tours of, and there are drop-in sessions. And we have had the, lots of fun trying to pronounce houseboat in Swedish. Um, I'm gonna have a go. Who's bar? But here's someone to tell you more. Who's bar? <laughs> <laughs> well that's just lovely <laughs> so the boat's moving around quite a lot but it's going to be in Oxford this weekend there'll be times when you can just drop in uh, but all the tours are unfortunately booked out now is this a floating Ikea? it's a veritable wood panel paradise <laughs> <laughs> we've been spending most of our lives living in a wood panel paradise I'm very excited for it to open I think it's opening on the 14th of July oh. not that I'm keeping an eye on it or anything <laughs> There's a whole bunch of stuff going on this weekend that you can go to if you don't fancy going on boats, or if you do and then want to do something else. So on Friday is the June Supper Club edition of Smoking Time. Smoking Time Supper Club is run by the chef Jack Greenall, who we've had on the podcast a couple of months ago. He describes himself as a research chef and he makes up some meals and you test his new dishes and stuff. This time it's a seven-course green market menu of local seasonal fruit and veg, uh, and it should be good. That's it. The Restore Garden Cafe uh, from 7.30 on Friday and is costing £30. On Saturday night, to try and dance off the calories you've built on from there, there is a Bollywood Vibes dance workshop at the Tree Hotel in Ifley. Uh, It's in support of Save the Children, which is quite cool, but it's described as a charity Bollywood dance extravaganza. So yes, quite extravagant, I assume. (laughs) Uh, That's at six at the Tree Hotel. Uh, It's tenner. On Sunday, uh, Old Headington is having a garden open day, which I didn't realise happened in Oxford at all. It's a fun villagey thing where all these people who spend many, many hours on their gardens open them up to the public and go, oh, it's wonderful. Go and look at my petunias. Um, so there are 12 gardens open to the public with teas, cakes and a plant stall. And that's between two, uh, 2.30 and 5.30 and it's a fiver, but uh, a company children are free. And that's on Sunday. But... Taking up the whole weekend, which is much more exciting, really, uh, is Video Vada, which is a lovely portmanteau. It's the Festival of the Moving Image at Avada, which is the the arts warehouse that's sort of behind the Oxford Castle, running from Friday to Sunday. Uh, one of the main themes seems to be bar and soup, so there's just bar and soup most of the time, but there's lots of fun stuff. Uh, on the Friday night, there's a screening of some short films, um, so you watch some short art-based films selected from an open call to artists. And then they're used as content for the video sculpture that's created during the weekend workshops. So it's a really fun festival because it's also with workshops and people making things. So, yes, most of Saturday is building the video sculpture, which is a collaborative workshop. And you learn about crazy analog video techniques, so feedback and switching and fun stuff like that. And they're going to create a visually stimulating structure in the main warehouse space using repurposed technologies, Mm. which will be really fun, I think. And they're encouraging people to build, uh, to bring old tapes and TVs and cameras, and they're going to build a fantastic thing with all. Be really cool, very nice. visual and things. Then Saturday night, there's more bar and soup. Then after that, they are showing Nosferatu, uh, which is the 1922 silent vampire classic, and they are encouraging people to bring along acoustic instruments or noise makers, and you're going to create an improvised live score. Oh, that's so cool. cool. Which is a really cool idea. Uh, music ability, not essential, just a sense of fun. <laughs> not of blood-sucking type music. It's going to be great. <laughs> then on Sunday, there is an interactive video collaborative workshop where digital technologies are being used instead of uh, analogue ones. Uh, so they're going to be using Praxis Live, Augmented Reality and Google Cardboard, which are those cool glasses that cost a tenner and 
of VR things. Um, yes, then Sunday night, more bar and soup. And then you get to explore the final finished video sculpture, which would be very cool. Then on the Sunday night, there's a live gig with reactive visuals. So it's all going to be curated. Uh, and the Oxford band Crandall is playing. And they're going to, it's all going to react and be, do things. And- Amazing. Uh, so yes, that's running all through the weekend um, at various times. It's on the website, so uh, check that out. And it's fairly cheap. The individual um, things are all individually priced, but you can get a festival wristband for all the workshops for fifteen pounds. Whoa, Great. that's really cheap. Really good, yeah. Cool. And all the bar and soup you can imagine. Love mm. <laughs> Ovada. Okay, a talk now and. Apologies in advance, it's going to be a bit of a sweary event. Um, but fortunately, we have some animals in the studio who have been very well behaved so far, but have agreed to interrupt me every time I say something a bit sweary. Uh, so this Sunday at Blackwell's, author Sarah Knight uh, is speaking on the life-changing magic of not giving a f- um, a title shared with her self-help philosophy book, wherein uh, the New York-based author sets forth her approach for decluttering one's schedule, jettisoning guilt. The approach is pretty much sorry, not sorry, without the initial sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not being sorry. So it ranges from recognising things that make you anxious, like the globetrotting and success-trumpeting Instagram account of <laughs> people who have the temerity to be younger than you, um, to refusing invitations to entirely uninteresting things, which you might accept out of politeness. Um, so if you get it right, um, then you end up being more honest with friends and more pleasant to be around because you're less stressed. Um, but of course, if you go overboard, then you're just rude and end up not going down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's it's a parody, but people have actually been benefiting from, from this book. A little scroll through the Amazon reviews will show you this. One five-star reviewer said, In short, if you want a big, serious self-help tome, don't buy this one. If you're drowning in self-inflicted guilt about not remembering the date of your friend's cat's birthday while also trying to do the best you can at work and study and get some sleep too, this book is for you. And someone else who um, actually has PTSD and is going to recommend this book to their psychologist because it's been uh, it's been helping them. Hmm. So, parodic, yes, helpful, apparently, and... Yeah, it takes a light approach to our oversubscribed, overstuffed lives. Um, that's the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. At Blackwell's on Broad Street from 3 to 4pm. So that's free, but you've got to register beforehand. Cool. We're so lucky in Oxford to have such an amazing museum as the Ashmolean. We're especially lucky because they've just opened a new exhibition called Storms, Wars and Shipwrecks, Treasures from the Sicilian Sea. So it opened yesterday and it is displaying loads of um, treasures or artefacts, as they're better known, which have been discovered by divers, fishermen and archaeologists from sites around the island of Sicily. This exhibition also celebrates the life of Honor Frost, who was one of the pioneers of underwater archaeology and actually discovered one of the Carthaginian warships in 1971. So as you can tell, it's a relatively new field to go underwater with a metal grid like archaeologists do on the land and explore like aquatic time team yeah <laughs> precisely now, now they send um cameras down so they can look like like in titanic when they send down that little camera oh. <laughs> they don't need tony robinson in a wetsuit <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i had a little look around it on monday and one of the highlights for me was the fantastic animated reenactment of the battle of the agaidi islands which was the final naval battle between the carthaginians and the roman republic during the first punic war in 241 bc 
Um, so this animation has been lovingly created by Creative Assembly, who are best known for their award-winning game, Total War. So it's amazing. You see the Romans coming up and then you just see them smashing into the Carthaginians and it was pretty disastrous defeat Super for them. Yeah. So how many bits of Atlantis does the exhibition contain? <laughs> Uh, little to none. Oh. Um, and what's interesting is this animation is shown on a screen and then below are like the rams that the boats would use, which is really cool. Oh, okay. And there's even fragments of wood from where the rams have gone into other ships and come away with part of the hull, which is great. <laughs> there's also a very cool uh, Corinth helmet, which is dated from 600 to 500 BC, a sculpture of an elephant's foot. Um, because after all, the commander Hamilcar Baca, who was defeated by the Romans at that that sea battle, was Hannibal, you know, the one who went and uh, almost defeated the Romans. The that was his father, oh. which is crazy. And of course, the original flat pack church, courtesy of the Emperor Justinian the First. Pardon? Of is course. Of, like, flat pack church. Huh? This isn't on the Ikea boat. No. Church. Yeah, flat pack church. So they, so when Justinian um, was converted to Christianity, he was like, all my people need to do this, because oh, it's yeah. great. So he basically had loads of, um, like the, I think it was the interiors of churches made and sent off, wow. which is insane. <laughs> Flat pack church. Flat. So yeah, it's a very well uh, curated exhibition well worth a visit uh, students are actually half price that's so about a fiver to get in or it's free if you go to the University of Oxford which is uh, amazing yeah. Uh, yeah so tickets are between five and eleven pounds and it's on until September the 25th so it's worth a visit Oxfordshire Science Festival is opening tomorrow Thursday the 23rd um, in its new format you may notice it's in summer for the first time so there's an amazing and hugely packed programme at directedoxfordshirescienceFestival.com. So on Thursday the 23rd we have the opening um, and also a real-life astronaut, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Leopold Ehartz, who flew on the Atlantis shuttle um, in conversation. Strangely enough, um, there's an entire space day uh, of the Science Festival, uh, but Leopold's not on space day. Oh. Um, so if you've got a taste for space, then the next day you can be taken on an interactive journey through the cosmos, uh, learn to recognise constellations, and uh, discuss the existence of aliens with someone who kind of quotes Fox Mulder. That's some tasty space. <laughs> Science! <laughs> and then running through the weekend is Oxford Science Fair, of course, part of the festival, um, but this is taking place on Saturday and Sunday, uh, partly in the town hall, which includes uh, your chance to challenge a robot in an AI versus humans tournament. Is that physical or mental? <laughs> <laughs> Just a fight to the death of the robot. <laughs> <laughs> robot wars. Sir <laughs> <laughs> Killer Lot will be. No, he's not. Um, I'll end up in, turning into that episode of Spaced. Um, an opportunity to grow protein crystals and make jigsaw puzzles with them or perform surgery in the Nuffield Surgical Simulator while exploring oh. a giant interactive gut. Science! The, the fair also includes street science on Broad Street and Corn Market Street, um, including the opportunity to handle live insects, hear about cancer research from Oxford researchers, and there are many wonderful interactive experiments uh, for kids to enjoy and engage with. Science! Why not? 
On Sunday, there's a film by Oxford physicist Henry Mosley, uh, Science's Lost Hero, who we talked about on the podcast again a few months ago. Again, um, This is at the Phoenix at 6pm. Um, and a talk called Seven New Maps of the World, where geographers chat about the way we visualise data on a global scale. Tuesday night, um, uh, on which Marcus de Sotoy talks at Blackwell's about his new book, What We Cannot Know. Are there limits to human knowledge and discovery? And what's beyond? Maybe things about which we shouldn't give a fuck. That's at 6pm. Um, tickets are £7, £5 concessions. Finally, and also on Tuesday, an exciting one, Board Games, Movers and Shakers. This is a look at the science of games from a developer's perspective. So guest of honour will be Reiner Knizia, who designed Lord of the Rings, Ingenious Lost Cities, Lord of the Rings, the game, that is. Yeah, that's a great game. Um, <laughs> not, not with Peter not Jackson, to, the yeah. other one, I think. <laughs> um, Ingenious and Lost Cities, amongst many others. Um, you may know, you may not. He's a math PSD and a former banker, but he's a major player in the board game game. We joined by mathematician Katie Steggles. Um, so there's going to be a chance to try out Quincy's latest creations. That's at the Old Fire Station, 7.30 on Tuesday. Tickets are £10, £8 concessions. Many more things happen. The festival runs till the 3rd of July and you can book at www.oxifest.org. So yes, there is some music this week as well. On Thursday, which you will go to after you have voted, of course, in the referendum. Don't forget about that. Uh, there is a poetry and music evening at Queen's College. Um, and this is going to be quite fun, actually. Uh, there are four world-class contemporary poets coming along, uh, interspersed with conceptual piano composition interludes. Um, and they're split between Australia and UK. And it looks like some fun, actually. The standard of all the performers is really, really high. Um, and to demonstrate that, here's a poem by the poet Luke Fisher called Grasshopper in a Field. Who took the young thin stems and bent them to be your legs, folded leaves like origami to make a pair of wings? I found you, a green ear of wheat, mounting a stalk, a walking plant, self-enclosed, unbound from the soil, early sentience, at home in your hall of mirrors. Yeah. This is a fun naturalist poet, uh, and it's very interesting that they combine that kind of thing, poetry like that, with music, because there is an awful temptation to go down a narrative route of music in a kind of hermeneutic description of, oh yes, well this winding scale is like a vibe of the trees, and uh, doesn't really apply to anything, but through the inspirations and in terms of a very intense evening of lots of things going on, it'd be quite fun, I think, worth going to. So that is on Thursday at 7.30 at Queen's College, and is free, so very good value. But... On Saturday night, there is a charity concert by the Oxfordshire Japanese community, uh, which is cool because it's in support of Helping Hands for Japan, who are one of the charities that work in Tohoku, um, which is very devastated by the earthquake. And yes, talented local musicians as seen on TV and traditional Japanese music. Uh, they do this every year, actually, and it's always good fun. And there are Japanese food and Japanese cultural things. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's on Saturday afternoon between 3 and 5.30 um, and it's free at the Summertown United Reformed Church on Banbury Road. Is that a flat pack church? <laughs> it was his very own construction. Yeah, but reformed from something else. Yes. Uh, to keep the family occupied this weekend, I've chosen a few family-friendly events that you can take the kids along to. Uh, to start off with, the, here's an event for the dads. Um, so every month there is a NCT... That's the National Childbirth Trust. Uh, Dad's monthly pub night at the Old Tom. Uh, Sent all dates. 
at 8.30. So I think all the dads just get together, have a pint, have a relax, and then return to their homes. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a night put on by NCT in which you escape your child? Yes, essentially. I think it's to give dads a bit of a break and to maybe exchange parenting tips. Cool. The old Tom... uh, what we're talking about it's a lovely pub they do really good Thai food as well as beer mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Yeah. but for the rest of the family there's always Flow Fest which is being held at Florence Park on Saturday from 11am to 5pm um, it's the usual festival with lots of music so you've got Nick Cope as always um, lots of market stalls delicious food like um, Taste Tibet amazing uh, lots of music there's a dog competition musical dog competition no, I don't think so. The uh, Chester Arms have a bar there. There's bouncy castles, lots of rides, including pony rides. You can learn circus skills, uh, play some sport. So loads on. Uh, that's Flow Fest at Florence Park on Saturday, 11am to 5pm, and that's free. There's also another festival, which is the 14th Midsummer Festival in Wolvercote on Saturday from 10am to 6pm, where children can take part in a parade, Morris dancing, and a lot of nice food and drink. But rather than learning circus skills, if you'd actually like to watch some, there's always Gifford Circus at the University Parks. And this year, the show is called The Painted Wagon. You've got acts like dogs stealing sausages, of course, what else would they steal? Hens, hoop illusions, acrobats. <laughs> you can't just say hens. No, there's genuinely oh, there is, there's there a hen. Yeah, there's a, read, performing the hen. a performing hen. Yeah. Horsey tricks, bandits, sheriffs, clowns, jugglers, trapeze artists. Oh, fruiting, tooting, Western theme. Yee-haw. You can see that until next Monday, and tickets start from £10 to £29, so book up quick. Uh, One of my friends is the drummer at Giffords this year. Oh, cool. And it's been really interesting hearing about uh, the preparation process for all of it, because Nell Gifford is the producer, so she's been the producer for years and years and years and years, and um, she's going through chemo at the moment, she might be out of it again. But she was just so invested in. She was just so invested in the circus being proper that even during the terrible chemo, she was sitting at the back of all the rehearsals and making notes and making sure it was all perfect. She's still in the show. Uh, she rides a horse around as L. Gifford. But yeah, it's it's a great circus. Yeah. Do some great stuff. And you can read a lovely review of Gifford's Gifford Circus online. And now for our tentatively named sports section. <laughs> link <laughs> <laughs> Wimbledon is starting next week on the 27th yes the finals being on the 9th and 10th same weekend as Cali Road Carnival and certain weddings it'll be a fun one actually after Murray's slamming defeat at the hands of Djokovic in France a couple of weeks ago mm. um, so yes lots to play for but that got us thinking about what do you need at tennis and Wimbledon strawberries and <laughs> yes. Uh, and pims, of course. But while you can't pick your own pims, you can pick your own strawberries. If you haven't been around the Oxfordshire Pick Your Own Farms, there are tons. We have a whole page of them, so do check that out. Um, but I will list them briefly. Uh, Medley Manor Farm is the nearest one. That's near Binsey, near the Perch. Uh, and you just walk over Port Meadow, and it's great. It's a lovely walk over there. And there's Millet's Farm near Abingdon. Peachcroft Farm, uh, also near Abingdon. Kew Gardens in Steventon. Rectory Farm in Stanton St. John. Which the is old. great. <laughs> yeah, helping a certain wedding, I hear. 
and the old farm shop in Harwell. They all have their own charms. Uh, Medley Manor Farm being the nearest. It's very charming in that way. Uh, Millet's Farm have mad things. Um, you can go and pick your own courgettes and sweet corn. Nice. And yes, yeah, I think that's just lazy farming, really. <laughs> uh, Peachcroft Farm, they do the award-winning geese and turkeys for Christmas. So go oh, and pick yes. them and then go and look at the herds of geese. And big day out, hooray. <laughs> Uh, and the old farm shop in Harwell, that's the home of the Harwell cherry. But Pink Your Own is really fun because you just go with a punnet and fill it up and mm-hmm. try not to eat everything before you uh, pay for it. No, they um, definitely take that into account when charging they, it at the end. They do definitely take that into account. Uh, schedule four fruits, we're still mid-asparagus season. Uh, it's been ready at Medley Manor for a couple of weeks now. Uh, some fruits will be starting soon and they generally run to end of July, mid-August, something like that. Some stuff runs until September as well, so... The place you can find out is all these pick your own farms have crop report phone lines. <laughs> wow. Which are really entertaining. It's sort of like a landlocked shipping forecast. <laughs> the strawberries on Dogger Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's very fun and they're all great and they're open most days and all the opening times are on our website because we have done a good job of collating them all. So yes, go and do that. Have some fun in the sun. <laughs> and finally, our cinema roundup. This week, film buffs have even more to do than just go and see the latest um, releases. Of Tarkovsky. <laughs> Tarkovsky's at an end, but Ghibli reigns supreme and continues for many weeks. Although I shouldn't, you shouldn't allow me to get started on Studio, studio Ghibli. Yeah, so we've got back-to-back nights of film quizzes on. Um, next Monday and Tuesday, whoop, whoop, you may see a Daily Info representative or more there. The Phoenix Film Quiz is on the fourth Monday of every month. Um, um, for those with a passing interest and for grade A cinephiles alike um, it's 7pm at the Phoenix Picture House this Monday and the next night it's pretty much a, a cinema quiz crawl um, the Bigger Boat film quiz um, which is on the fourth Tuesday of every month um, at Big Society this is an, it's an amazing audiovisual quiz projected onto a big screen as every cinema quiz should be um, which it was born in Highgate Pub many years ago um, and it still plays in Hackney, Brixton and beyond and is exported wonderfully to big society. Uh, fiendishly difficult in places, let's not pretend otherwise. <laughs> but <laughs> We found that it really brings out areas of knowledge that you didn't know you had. <laughs> for example, Mike. For example, I am bizarrely good at very obscure film soundtracks, but not the mainstream ones. Which I think is a superpower in itself. Let's be honest. Um, Equivalent to knowing when toast is done. <laughs> the finest of all superpowers, the noblest. Um, um, no, it's really fun. And if uh, if you want some tips in advance, you can sign up for clues. Um, follow them on Twitter at film underscore quiz. Um, you can find out what connects dinosaurs, Woody Allen soundtracks beginning with T. Um, well, the answer is that they're all in there this week and <laughs> <laughs> sorry to give that one away and their free answer is Godzilla but who knows what question that's going to be mm. attached to but my new release of choice this week um, it's it's kind of a big one Elvis and Nixon is opening on Friday it's a bit of a different beast from Frost Nixon mm. not that kind of thing at all um, but in the early 70s Elvis was bored and put himself forward as federal agent at large for the Bureau of Narcotics. This wasn't a position that existed, but he somehow, uh, maybe he thought he could clean up the morally bankrupt USA 
um, or maybe he just wanted to be able to cross borders with as many drugs as he wanted because he was in charge. Um, but yeah, this is very much plays the comedy and a couple of awesome actors in the title roles. Michael Shannon, um, fresh from Midnight Special, plays a washed up and egotistical Elvis. And Kevin Spacey is maybe typecast as the president now. Um, but fortunately, he's one of the best impressionists around, as you'll know if you've ever seen one of panel show where you can't stop him um, and does an amazing Nixon so this looks great, it's opening at the Phoenix Picture House on Friday Make sure to follow us we're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Daily Info Oxford and don't forget that full events listings for everything are on the site at dailyinfo.co.uk and podcast, podcast, podcast if you want to be uh, if you want to be informed audibly with a wonderful experts such as ourselves and excessive banter, then subscribe to our podcast on dailyinfo.co.uk.